Hello, viewers, and welcome back to The Philosopher and the Comedian with Mason Dosi and Adam Romano, the two best podcasters in the world. Uh, today, we have a special guest, a close friend of ours, awesome guy, Ryan Takis from Desert Kid Productions is here today, and we're super fucking excited to have him. Ryan, how you doing, brother? I'm doing good, brother. Excited to be here with you boys. I like what we got going on here so far. No, this is great, man. This yeah. is great. Uh, super professional quality, amazing guy, prompt, cool to be around. Couldn't ask for a better producer. Uh, Ryan, tell us a little bit about what Desert Kid Productions is and what, what all kinds of projects you work on. Desert Kids Productions is an idea I've wanted to do forever. So I feel uh, extremely grateful to be in that position now. But um, it's essentially a production company. I want to be pretty uh, multifaceted. I like doing commercials and promos for companies and just helping them with their marketing overall branding nice coming up with marketing plans i like doing that doing all that kind of stuff for people coming and helping grow their business so what kind of things are you most passionate about like as far as because i like i've known you a little bit and i know that you've done like all kinds of like skits and fucking commercials and yeah. podcasts obviously you're our producer uh, yeah. so what what kind of things are you most into Definitely most into that. A lot, a lot of that and podcasts. Podcasts are, are a passion of mine, and I want to keep doing that, and I see a, a future in that and a, and a viable business model in that for, for sure. just this town, too, because we have a lot of artists oh, uh, here I, I in I hope so. I hope Me there's too, a viable man. business in our future. <laughs> Me too. So you um, have multiple local podcasts that you produce out of our town, Lake Havasu? Yeah, it's just two right now. Um, we're going to get a couple more going here soon, I think. But yeah, you guys and then this other group, uh, Now You Listen, okay. which is uh, more of a comedy type podcast. Because he's saying you're not funny. Oh, that's, yeah, they're you're more not funny. They're, they're a funnier podcast. Yeah. Fuck you, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> People, though, you should go listen to them, um, all of our listeners, if you want to hear some stuff that's funny as well. Yeah. Now You Listen Podcast is their name, right? Yep, that's right. Yeah, right. And you can find them wherever podcasts are found, everywhere. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I guess what I mean is just the tone of it is, is different, which I love. Like, I love that. Um, I seem to be on both sides of the spectrum right now. You know, one is uh, a goofball type, you know, <laughs> scenario, more of a party type scenario. And then this one, to me, um, is definitely more of an intellectual with humor and everything, it's more of like a story, you know, to me. It's more of like in that in the vein of PBS. Shout out to PBS. Yeah, man. You know? We're trying to get to the heart of what local people in our town yeah. do and how creative people work. So that's why we're yeah. trying to bring people on. Um, that's what the audience can uh, expect later on yeah. for future episodes that's from that's us. A, that's a great idea specifically in this town. That was um, the nicest and meanest thing anybody's ever said to me in oh, the really? same goddamn sentence. Oh, You're like, okay. oh, you guys are so great and professional and profound, yeah. like PBS, <laughs> where you can find Barney and Teletubbies on The Reading Rainbow is also on PBS. <laughs> oh, man, I can see how you feel that way. You're extremely intellectual perspective. for children, <laughs> which are the only people hey. who actually can't hear our podcast because we're 18 or older. <laughs> yeah, it's funny you say that because, you know, PBS was one of my favorite things actually oh, growing up. as a kid. Yeah, it was know? the shit, man. But not for the kid stuff. Like, I love Charlie Rose. I love this idea that this guy could just uh, interview anyone and everyone around the world and all these social topics. Well, that was stuff. like podcast before podcast when you had people oh, like that. And, and back when Anthony Bourdain used to just travel around and, and, and all these different people yeah. talking to people from different walks of life and shit. 
that was a podcast before a podcast. You know what I mean? Like getting famous and doing that used to be a lot harder. Now all you need is a guy and some mics and you can pretty much talk to whoever the fuck you want. And it's amazing. Yeah, dude. I, I mean, it's kind of analogous to me, like when music became, you know, where you had a DJ, where oh, it was just yeah. all that you could just do it right there. Like I often say that to people actually, like a director will one day like be a dude with a backpack and I'll have like all my gear to shoot all my shots right. and maybe like a crew of like three people and then the actors and stuff, you know? Well, right. There's, there's a, it's all moving that way. And so podcasts, there's certain musicians who uh, started off in like emo screamo bands. And now they are the single best selling dubstep musician DJ. Yeah. So you're saying that, um, new electronic music, there's a really big famous guy, Skrillex. That's his name, well, right? I wasn't going <laughs> right? to name drop like that. But yeah, Sonny Moore yeah. was uh, one of my favorite singers growing up. So he know, started there. in a different kind of genre. Yeah, he started in From harder. First to Last. And uh, he, I think he was 15 when he got signed in From First to Last. And we were like 15, 16 years old, or 14, 15, listening to that band. And they were fucking brutal. They were amazing for their time. And watching this kid like my age be able to tour, he did Vans Warp Tours, all these amazing, cool tours. And then the band like broke up, disbanded. They got another singer. They put out some other albums. And he became, like, he almost revolutionized the genre. I mean, dubstep and house music and trap music, they existed before him. But he blew it up to a popularity point it had never been, which is hilarious because when he was doing the other stuff, he wasn't that popular. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like, for that type of music, it was popular. But that was kind of the outcast scene when we were younger. And now you see all these people who used to, like, kick my ass in high school who worship Sonny Moore as Skrillex. Oh, wow. And I'm like, yeah. I worshiped him in like ninth grade. <laughs> and you kicked my ass for yeah. it. Like, <laughs> I used to dress like this guy and scream along to his songs and get beat up for it. And now you're mobbing around in your Ford F-150 that your dad bought you. And, uh, you know, just driving around, kicking up mud and drinking Paps Blue Ribbon and listening to Skrillex. We live in a weird country town where people listen to dubstep and hip hop more than they do country, but everybody here is super country. It's weird. Mm -hmm. It's a weird demographic here in Havasu. Oh, it definitely is. So have you lived in Havasu a long time? Yeah, we moved here uh, from Cleveland, Ohio when oh, I was cool. five. Wow. Cool. Yep. So I'm actually a Midwest boy. Yeah, man. Me too. I'm from Chicago. That's right. Yeah, I know I know that about you. <laughs> yeah, you guys say you're like from other areas, but you've both been here since like a very young age. I feel yeah. like you're more from here. Oh, 100%. Yeah. So um, I would say so. Neither one of you seem midwest you a little bit actually <laughs> no, you don't give me that man. <laughs> you know that i've grown up in a lot of different weird yeah, places. yeah. you've been all over carney <laughs> that's yep. right yeah. we, we talked about that watch yeah, episode two cool. <laughs> hey man when i was playing hockey growing up i was basically a carney yeah i lived a far weirder Everywhere. like i say weirder but it, you guys are both like hey we grew up somewhere else we did hockey we traveled we did all this stuff and i was like i stayed exactly here for fucking forever yeah <laughs> I mean, yeah. I moved a few times, but it was always in Arizona. I traveled the country for work, but I never lived anywhere other than Arizona. So, so I think you um, you've pursued uh, entertainment at some form or another for a little while now. Um, yeah, I, I think have. you you've gone into Hollywood. Could you tell yep. us about your experiences um, going to Shit, Hollywood? And Hollywood, Hollywood Ryan. Yeah, uh, working Hollywood. in the entertainment industry there. Yeah, I did. Well, I moved out there, kind of lucked out, got a sweet job uh, working at Sofitel out there, right in Beverly Hills. What's that? And uh, it was a hotel, like oh, a little cool. boutique hotel. 
So I ran the bar, the pool bar, and ended up, you know, making some money and getting a camera, getting a computer, getting all my editing gear. So I, I shot quite a bit too, just freelance stuff. Um, but yeah, in the background acting, I started that once uh, I had just had enough at that other job, and I'm just it was the right time to pull the trigger. When you moved out there, and, were uh, you trying to get into yeah. the producing yeah. field or were you trying to get into the acting field more? I had an interest and I felt like kind of a talent for all of it. Yeah, I just wanted to know it all. And uh, when I was there on set doing background stuff, I was, you know, studying quite a bit as well. Yeah, yeah. keeping your eyes open to see what's happening. Yeah, there. that's good. Yeah. And it was an awesome experience uh, doing a back the background acting. You're basically like just minimum wage to, uh, you know, travel to all these different locations. It's kind of like being like a spy. Sure. You know, you get like because they don't send out the information the set till like late at night the night before well they don't want it to leak exactly oh, that's yeah. interesting yeah they don't want like all these background people like knowing you know where the set is so yeah you get your stuff that night and some nights you don't get anything but i pretty much always got booked so you were able to um stay on call for as every day of the week if yep, you were able between to between that and sure. just kind of some ends and odds like modeling gigs and then a couple accounts for actually being their videographer and editor. Who did, um, what kind of projects did you work on as a videographer? Um, we did a couple music videos. One we produced here, Scotty the Kid. So that was a pretty cool one. That was a fun project. A um, couple other projects in hip hop. And then my main account was actually with uh, LA Fashion Week. So you were filming um, promos and edits for Fashion Week? Um, there was some of that. Um, some of it though was actually like the videos at the show. Okay. Oh, so cool. like on the backdrop, like live shit. Yep. Live shit. So like for, a, you know, I had to work hand in hand with the main art director for the project, um, because it was come it comes down to the wire. Like once they get all their, um, what's it called? All their dance routines and everything and figure out the timing of everything. I mean, the, the screen has to match what's going on. So, so I shot everything for that. Do you ever cool. worry that you're more handsome than talented? Um, yeah. Yeah? Yep. Yeah, that's something that I've dealt with that people uh, will just... Because um, you're, you're the type of... I'm getting lost that. in your fucking eyes during this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm over here just yeah. daydreaming. Oh, there Forgot was some where that. I was. There was some of that. Me trying to prove I'm not just like a pretty face. You How know, often that does that come thing. into it in Hollywood where you have to prove yourself? Not so much of that out there. Out yeah. there, I felt like I was going to fucking make it. I mean, I, had, I got Taft-Hartley twice, you know, because I always said that there's the kids who can afford it have no talent, and then the kids with talent just seem to not show up, dude. Yeah. Yeah, I felt like it was going to break through at a point. So you said out there? So yeah. out here, is it actually harder being a handsome yeah just, just growing up out here in, in the ugly world you know in la everybody's pretty so i mean you're like a solid yeah, six yeah. seven in la but here yeah. you're a 10 like uh, they liked me out in there mojave county this guy is a solid 11 you know uh you, you walk around and you start especially you go over to kingman you get into birdland i don't know if you've ever been out there it's insane it's all yeah. toothless yeah. meth heads it's insane um i've dealt with a lot of them in my business dealings I'm in that line of work. Yeah, I've been out there. <laughs> what line of work is that? I deal with a lot of meth heads. Yeah. It's fine. Don't it's, worry about it's it. It's funny you brought that up. Listeners, don't worry about yeah. it. What line of work I am in is nobody's business but my own, but it does involve meth heads. 
Would you go back to Hollywood? Oh, God, no. No. Do you think you want to? I mean, to... I would if, like, I scored a gig. But not like, now, dude. Everything there. I've been hearing about L.A. Yeah. area now, it's it's changed. You were out there oh, how yeah. long ago? I was out there right before my son was born, so five years ago. Oh, probably about oh, six God, years yeah. ago. Oh, God, yeah. It's from what I've heard from people who I, I know I've who been live back. there and shit. It's, yeah. Oh, God, it's My buddies that I acted with still live out there. Still grinding. Shout and out Avery and Jay. I'm sure they tell you it's yeah. fucking gone, yeah. man. Well, I went back, dude, and we went and saw my brother in Hawthorne, California. Shout out to Sean working at SpaceX. Um, and it was just driving through Hollywood. We went and saw Avery and Jay and went nice. and saw the pad, and I took Christina by there. And uh, yeah, dude, Tent City. Yeah, that's what I, I heard, mean. There man. was one bum behind the main like underpass, and it was just all tents. Jeez. Like, I wouldn't walk by there anymore. Yeah. Definitely not unarmed. Yeah. Dude, I, yeah. don't, I don't know how people do it out there, dude. I don't know. And, like, you know, coming back, like, I could definitely see how it was affecting me. And it was time for me to got, get out. The only thing that would have got me out of there was honestly Caden. You know, having a kid was the only thing that would have got me out of there. Because I would have stayed. I would have saw it through. And who knows where I would have been. But I know I wouldn't have been as much in control of my life as I am now. So now... Being back into a small town and still being interested in entertainment, yeah, um, that's what you're working on all the time. You're trying yeah, to build dude. your own entertainment production company by using other people like us that are trying to do creative things. So how, how much of that um, do you think is going to affect the Hollywood industry? Going forward, let's say in five years. Yeah, or so. well, I think with what's going on over there, the markets are really going to open up and people are going to need studios. People are going to need crews. People are going to need the gear. And if we have all three here, we're going to be saving them millions of dollars. Oh, for sure, man. So um, I think it's a very real thing. And I think it's going to kind of happen sooner than we think. So well, I'm excited for it. Having professional production equipment and experienced people running your shit exactly. in an area like this, this town is growing at an exponential rate that is out of control. It's almost insane. Mm-hmm. I mean, growing up here, we've watched buildings turn into entire complexes we've watched streets that had two houses become you know almost townhomes where they're right on top of each other this town has grown so much and it continues to do so the more people that flood cal from california to arizona this is a very good place and having the type of production quality like this early on in the game i think you have a kind of a leg up on it because you're you're starting out here with a town that you grew up in growing like this and the more people that move out there, that's a lot of talent. I mean, not saying all of them are talented, but mm-hmm. the more people that come into Mojave County, there's going to be those dreamers, those people from California. I think they're here. They I are. Mean, I think I've talked to Adam about this before, but because <clears throat> we talk, we've always kind of talked about sociological, like we talk about what we see, you know, with me and you. But in this town specifically, there's a lot of artists. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of talent, dude. All the places I've lived, they haven't even compared to the level of personalities and just people who are open out here and artists. And, I mean, that's half the reason we're doing this is because yeah. I do believe in you guys. And, we we and believe I, in collaboration. And, thank too. you. And thank you, you, And you guys are talented. So, And I think Aww. using... Um, if talent. you're an Talented, artist, but not funny. Right. No, if, if you're an artist, you need, to, uh, you need to facilitate collaboration between yourself and yeah. other artists. So do you think... Um, Having a production company here, you're going to help grow the community, let's say the next generation of artists. Do you think you have a, an idea on um, how to help 
kids get involved in, in the entertainment yeah. industry? Yeah, I, I think absolutely. Because in this town specifically, there's not a lot of industry and there's not a lot of good jobs. And we live in a town that's mostly tourism based <coughs> as well. Yep. And it's a very fluctuating uh, economy, you know, just because we have the snowbirds and we have the summer crowd and it's a very kind of complex, uh, you know, economy we have going on here. So that would bring some stability to it. I mean, if we had a legit studio, shit, even just out of one room, we could shoot three to four shows a year. You know, the idea is to build build yeah. community in arts. And, yep, you know, dude. if we're able to do that in our entertainment yeah. industry, then maybe one day, you know, this area can have an entertainment industry. Uh, and, you know, what you're doing yeah. is definitely adding into that. Yeah, oh, I got some visions for that. down there at the, the thing, river, too. The thing I've the noticed with the way this town is growing is you see a lot more, uh, like, uh, we had, we've had some come and go, but there's been a lot more, uh, like, mom and pop shops. Like, we've had the same corporations here forever. The big ones, Walmart, big, you know, all the big corporations, they're going to be everywhere. Yeah. But all the empty buildings you've seen in the last five, seven years turn into more entrepreneurship. And that's that's what this town needs, is more people coming in with dreams of their own business, their own culture, their own ideas. And that's what we've seen. And that's what you're doing. That's what we're doing with this podcast, you with the shop. More people who just go, I want something different for my city. I want something different for this community. I've seen the, uh, a friend of ours from high school has a really cool, um, like, horror collectibles shop. Oh, yeah, I've seen that. And it, oh, dude, it's dope. Yeah. If you haven't gone in there, it's dope. Um, and there's, like, there was this popcorn shop. It came, it went. But then there's, like, candy shops. There's everything fucking yeah. open up in here. That's amazing. Like, walking down Main Street, walking down by the bridge, new shops all the time. It sucks that there's new shops all the time because that means old ones are closing. But the advancement for entrepreneurship in this town and as many people are coming over here with big dreams, big ideas, this town cannot fail. This town's going to keep going, and I'm super thrilled to be a part of it. Yeah, me too, man, me too. And I think what you're getting at there is that this town's been so – it's never really had an identity, Mm -hmm. you know, and uh, we've been so bombarded by, like, outside influences with all the snowbirds and the summer crowds. We haven't really found our own kind of culture, and and I do think that is kind of starting to form, you know. Well, for sure, because people our age are growing up and have, you know – who've been here their whole right because yeah. you, you got to factor in our parents none of them are from here they all moved high school or yep. middle school or adulthood here our generation is really the first generation of people that i've ever talked to who are either born and raised or raised from grade school here it's the first generation this town wasn't really even founded until the 60s and those people moved here and then people moved here in the 70s and the 80s that's when we were born so our generation is the f- literal first generation of people who are absolute Havasuvians. Like we're from yeah. here, even if you guys aren't from right. here originally, Basically. all of your memories are from oh, here. Yeah. You were here from such a small age. That's where you met your friends. That's where you became who you are. Other people. I, I didn't. I was already myself before I came here. Ah, fuck you. No, you weren't. <laughs> I knew you. You've, you've been a few versions of you in the time. Not, that's not even true. Adam's actually been the guy who's consistently been the same. <laughs> I feel like you've grown mentally, but your spirituality yeah. and acceptance yeah. and the person you are has been the same since I met you in fourth grade. You've never been yeah. anything but caring and open to other people. Yep. I totally agree. He, he's just the fucking coolest. Like literally yeah. this guy is, he's Bernie Sanders. You know, he's been out there in the front line. <laughs> <laughs> and when I say that, I mean like this guy's been out doing the same thing forever. 
It's consistency, and I respect it, and I believe you. If you were a politician, I would say, I know this guy, and I know he's not bullshitting. If he says this is how he feels, that's how he's always felt. It's how he always will feel. He's consistent. I would vote for you. Dude, it sounds like he's calling you Biden. No, you know, no, 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 no. Game forever. No, 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 no. No, no, no. Biden was not real consistent. Back in the seventies, <laughs> Biden on, was on. saying there was going to be a racial right. jungle. Biden he called me Bernie Sanders. I know. That's I know. well, yeah. Well, I'm saying <laughs> it sounded like he was describing Biden. To me right <laughs> no, I mean Tulsi Gabbard and, and Bernie Sanders are like the two best Democratic options that they should have had, but instead they were like mm, this guy. <laughs> yeah. Nobody voted for Biden. Yeah. Everybody voted against Trump. Yeah, I think so. And it's yeah. funny because all these Biden peeps, you know, I've been, you know, I go on the social medias. None of them have anything good to say about him. Well, They're just like, well, he's not that guy. Yeah, he's not Trump. And yeah. where were these dudes pre-election? Because none of them were saying a damn thing. I well, we live, in a, we I live heard, in a town that's like, very um, Republican. Yeah. Our yeah, county voted Republican. Well, yeah, well true. did we? Because yeah. Arizona, I thought... Was blue and no, our county voted. Oh, our Republican. county, hundred percent. We're fucking west, buddy. Oh, yeah. But we don't have enough to. Yeah, but I'm not Republican, and I live here. Well, I mean, I know a lot of people who aren't, yeah. and I wouldn't say that I'm like full blooded Republican. I just, yeah, I like guns and freedom. <laughs> yeah. So I, if that yeah. makes me Republican, but I also don't hate gays and don't have religion, so it's, it's a line that I walk. But I'm not hateful about any of it. It's bullshit because what what they do is they split. They know what like the social dilemmas and and issues are, and they split them right down the middle to where it's like, well, I have these two, so I guess I'm on the red side. But I have these two, and I'm kind of on the blue side too. So it's like you just have to figure out which ones mean more to you. You know? Yeah, I that's. Mean, I think the thing that needs to change needs is to the change. discussion about what are our values and how certain things that we hold very important politically. Right. Those don't need to be the only things that hold us. And like you said, sometimes when I look at a Republican party and versus a Democrat party, I see two or three points that are non-compromising that Republicans are for, and then I see the same thing, mm -hmm. two or three points that the, the Democrats are, you know, for 100%. All the other issues that they talk about tend to fall by the wayside, and there's a lot of other well, issues that are more important than... I'm sorry, then gun rights. No, yeah. Well, that's taxes. why I wish that There's there would a be a lot of other nuances. That no, it is. And that's the thing. They like seem to know what the biggest issues are going to be. Oh, yeah. So then they split them evenly. So then nobody's like, well, the fucked up thing is they also do research, man. They, they yeah, it's that's not what I'm saying it's not honestly. So like, say you're running. It's not your views. Your political campaign will be like, here's what's trending. Here's what most in the polls People feel this way about abortion. People feel this way about transgenders. People feel this way about immigration. People feel this way about the economy. And then you then go up and just say what people want to fucking hear. It's not actually your fucking ideas. You're no. playing a fucking role and you're playing a fucking no, no, no. puppet to the masses. And the problem is, it's not the masses. It's what media says the masses are. But the problem is, there's only basic, you know, six main companies of media, these six families, six conglomerates that control all of the news. And like most of them are no, no offense to left wing people, but most of them are left wing and they censor the right. And then the right just bash the left. So there's really no middle ground. If you yeah. watch Fox, you only get right, well, right, right, right. If you watch CNN, you only get left, 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 left. What news is actually news? None of it. I feel like zero news today is actually news and it's all just political opinions. Mm -hmm to target more people to follow your network 
so oh, that yeah. your political person could be like, we have like this. I have 9 million followers when I mention this topic. We'll keep talking about this topic. Mm-hmm. It's not actually your views or your values, and it's bullshit. Right, right. And you you're, you touched on, like, the main concept of kind of what we were talking there, you know, by them, like, deviating, like, splitting up these social issues and getting us on this the, these different sides. It is like a divide and, and conquer technique, you know? And it is. It's outdated. Where, honestly, and they make you feel that way, like... You, you either have to be, like, so far blue or so far red, but most everyone I know is in the middle. No, yeah, like, there's exactly. very few things we fucking disagree about. No, but they make you think, they make you choose, like, a side. 90% of people agree with 90% of values. You shouldn't go around raping people. You shouldn't go around killing people. You shouldn't hang people of a different color. There's not a lot of fucking people who disagree about the core values of what's important, yeah. the things they disagree on are the things the media fuels. Well, I hope that, you know, right now we don't know technically who the president is. We have a lot of different... It's going to be Biden. ...putting it out. Um, but technically, it hasn't changed, so we still don't know what happens. The thing that we all need to do as a nation is start to understand people a little bit more, mm-hmm. start to understand each other a little bit more, and then mm-hmm. build more Yeah, and, and you know what? I, I love your, your guys' point you brought up the other week where you said, like... You know, we vote for just the president, basically. And, and you know, we have these heads of secretary, head of state, head of all these different, you know, economics. And there's zero education about them. Yeah, yeah. And, and the vote really should be centered on them and the final, you know. I mean, you do have to have somebody who makes the final decision. It's that old captain thing, you know. Yeah. Or maybe in the future it'll be a computer that actually analyzes all of Oh. The the resources we have, Shit, what is the best AI. way to use it? Yeah, I mean, I could I could see it Biden, that being one of the Biden, best ways. Fly Biden, the Biden but fly got on your head. I Did you see that? that? No, yeah, that, that wasn't Biden. That wasn't Biden. That was Pence, bro. Oh yeah, <laughs> you got that Pence fly. I'm yeah, so wrong. So I thought that was a really great point. The other thing I see going on and is blatantly obvious is all the major cities vote blue, and all the rural places vote red. So the reason when they started the Electoral College, it took fucking weeks to get a note across the fucking country. So now the way that information and stuff can be spread so easily, resources can be spread so easily, it needs to be decentralized. Because in those inner cities, it's a completely different living situation. You need different regulations. You need different law. Farm and agricultural should yeah. not fall into the same type of jurisdiction exactly. and law that big cities, inner cities, you know, there's all this cultural difference. There's Chinatown, there's Ebonic yeah. communities, there's right. rich in white that inner city. There's that, so many. There's none of it's that cultural fucking, dynamics. It's in like the rural having areas. a goldfish bowl. So. The goldfish bowl is the rural areas. You got one type of fish with one objective and it works flawless. The inner cities is like having a whole fucking aquarium with different layers. It's a whole different ecosystem. And they can't, you can't treat them both the fucking same. Exactly, dude. So that was one of the things that really stood out to me, looking at everything and looking at the numbers and how, who voted who, you know, despite all the, the, the faking of the numbers and which that's been going on forever. I feel like it's from both parties. Everybody on the Trump side is like, they have dead people voting blue. They have this and that. You're both fucking cheating. 
all that matters is yeah. who gets caught less, I guess. Is that what we're fucking doing? I mean, Everybody cheats at the game. Whoever gets caught less. I, I wonder. Mean, yeah. It's I, really I what it so seems like. I don't trust the government for one major reason. The Bay of Tonka incident. Yeah, what the, sure. What, I don't, you both said, I don't Let know what Let me explain means. this. Um, yeah. Let me explain this to Mason and to the people that don't understand. Um, we were coerced as a people um, to accept the war in Vietnam and to be, you know, approving of the war of Vietnam by an incident that was fabricated by our government. The Bay of Tonka is um, like a bay next to Vietnam. Um, the idea was that the president said that a ship was shot down and we retaliated to that ship being shot down, which is an event that never happened. Oh, shit. Because after a certain time, in, after this uh, 2003, these CIA top secret papers of this incident came out. And they were like, nah, that's bullshit. <laughs> and so you can look it up if you'd like. Um, this incident happened, and it's called a false flag. Mm -hmm. So the government can do whatever they want in another part of the country. I mean, it's different now with the Or the world. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's what I meant. It was the world. Um, the government can, the CIA can facilitate an event that happens elsewhere in the country or the world and tell the American people that's happening one way to sway public opinion. Mm -hmm. So, Oh, you mean like when Osama bin Laden was killed? Yeah, um, I was yeah but say you don't know. White and they fucking events. got rid of the body before they even got back. Like, what yeah. the? F the American people needed to see that body, oh and they were like, God. "Fucking dump it over." That was that. fucking insane. I cannot believe that. Imagine in fifty years when that information is declassified, and we'll actually be able to know exactly what happened. Oh, there's no way when that's declassified. I guarantee you now, I'm right. That was not him. Well, you do not come back from overseas on a Amen, fucking bro. ship. Let without me get. That let me get back to my point here. Sorry, that. That pr the incident of the Bay of Tonkin proves that you can't trust what the government is going to be telling you. Ever. So the fact that we're arguing over an election that is rigged, hasn't that happened in the past four elections? I yeah, feel like that's what I'm saying too. Yeah, I will say 100%. if you look at the last what four or five elections, they've all been so fucking close. Let's stop saying they're rigged and just saying maybe we have both people sit at the fucking table. You have a left hey, guy. I'm saying that. I've been yeah, saying that. Too. You got a Biden and a Trump. You got a fucking Obama and a fucking uh, Mitt Romney. You got whatever. You got both people. Okay. It's 49.50. You know what I mean? Like it's 49.2, 49.8, and then the 1% to the fucking independent party. If it's that fucking close, for the last several races, it's been within 1, 2%. No, that means no. the country is so fucking close on their viewpoints that why don't we have both people? Fucking there. Why don't both people... I don't understand what you're saying. Why okay. don't we have... What? So, why don't, like... Uh, so, you and I differ very politically. But we've always been able to navigate that and find the best way for both of us to grow as people in our friendship and through our social life and everything. Why don't we have... And we were talking a while back about super friends. Even if not super friends, because we said also everybody needs a leader. But why can't there be two leaders? A family... The best family dynamic is a two-parent household who'd be the female and who'd be the um, male in the donald trump and biden situation? biden is absolutely the bitch because <laughs> you've heard how trump trump is a there's no way he's playing bottom you know what i mean biden <laughs> yeah, biden's a true. lot more like 
okay, sweetie. I feel yeah. like, you know, what I mean? <laughs> there's no yeah. way Trump's playing that. And I'm not saying that that means that his, his word is law because I'm married. I have kids just because I'm the man of the house and I'm the primary breadwinner does not mean that I have every say. My kids ask me things all the time and I go, <laughs> you know, better ask your mom. I'm not going to, I'm not going to make the decision of what we're doing this weekend. You should ask your mom. Because I'm down for, I'm a lot more chill. I'm like, I'm down for whatever. So, Ryan, um, what do you think the founding fathers would think about this race that happened? Oh, man. The whole thing, top to bottom, the beginning of the campaign. They'd be fucking pulling their wigs out, man. Oh, they'd be pulling their wigs out. They'd be smoking marijuana, more marijuana than ever. Especially, you know. Oh, fuck yeah. If they were in Arizona and we just we just passed Legalized it. Prop, yeah. What was it, 207? Prop 207, yeah. everybody, just passed. Marijuana is officially legal. What, January? I believe so. For possession, March for sale? Something along those Something along these those are lines. Your facts? Yeah, these are my unfacts or possible facts. It, it I know, sounds close. I know I asked somebody, when can I buy weed? And they said, March. So, so somebody on the street. Somebody on the street told me, you can't buy weed legally till March. So you yeah. say you think the founding fathers are smoking weed? Oh, they were. Oh, yeah. absolutely. It was yeah, before George it was regulated. Washington, yeah, Thomas definitely. Jefferson, there's a bunch of writings. They weren't that. just doing weed. They were doing DMT. They were doing oh, all yeah. kinds of... They were going on spirit walks. Well, you know, you know that thing with Washington and the, the alien advent, you know, uh, encounter. Could you explain to the audience? Well, yeah, I think you had went over it, but it was uh, during which war? It was during some battle. I forget which one. You forget to? I don't know. Oh, no, I, I remember specifically. Oh, you, you, want me to, you want me to take it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's okay. asking you so, for um, you, you were the one that said this According to some bullshit stories that we all three like to listen to, um, Washington during the Revolutionary War with Britain, they ended a battle, and it was a very bad battle at a certain place um, next to Virginia, or in Virginia, and uh, the battle was being lost by the United States the new United States. And uh, at the end of the, the night, because at the nighttime they wouldn't fight, you know, they'd relax. Um, Washington left his encampment and walked into the woods and he had a vision from what he said was an angel. And the angel talked to him and told him that you need to turn this fight around and defeat the British and this is exactly why. So the angel showed him a map okay. of the U.S. and said, this is the land that's going to one day become the United States of America. And raindrops fell and hit each part of the map to indicate where the cities of the United oh, States right. would. Like all the main up. big cities? Like yep. all the main big cities. So Washington apparently had this psychedelic vision with an angel and he told his close people, his um, servants or whatever. And yeah. No, it was, it was his um, personal oh, yeah, people. That's right. He yeah. told this to his personal people, um, uh, you know, his, his servants. And uh, this led him to go back to the army and deliver a really, really powerful speech. And after that moment, they turned the battle around and turned the war around so it was like the bleakest part of the war sure. washington had a s this amazing vision mm -hmm. and determined that manifest destiny was real and he was going to defeat the british and that the united states would one day cover coast to coast so what you're saying is if you get lost in the woods and you trip some balls 
and you come back and you tell an amazing story. It doesn't matter how shitty your army is or how bad you're already losing. As long as you trip some balls, some, some shit nobody can explain, and they all feel better about it, it's kind of just a motivational thing. You're like, I got really fucking high. I saw some fucking shit. Mm-hmm. We're going to win this. I mean, seen, I don't know I've if seen the high. cards. I don't know if he got high. Right. I don't know if he saw an angel. There's no way that's a sober thought. You know what I mean? I don't know if he saw mean? an alien. Nobody yeah. sees that shit was sober. So he like, could have eaten yeah. ergot or mushrooms. But either way, he could have had food poisoning. He had some had sort of spiritual, even if it wasn't a, uh, okay, yeah. a drug, he had some exactly. sort of spiritual awakening. He sure. went out and prophesied he, almost yes. biblically. Almost biblically. This is yeah, it was. all yeah. the main cities. This is our future. Ten hundred years story, down the, the road. The story is that somebody showed himself to yeah. Washington and showed him this map. This is what you're fighting for. It's right. not what you think you're fighting for. You're fighting for this advancement in uh, the world, in the freedoms of people, and manifest in the, the destiny. Future. Manifest destiny, because you see it and you believe that that is now what needs to ha- what is going to happen. You make it so. That's fucking brilliant. Oh yeah. Well, it's brilliant that you can, as an artist, like let's say if this vision was just a dream that he had, maybe he fell asleep that night and this dream came to him in the middle of the night. So that's an idea that was. But that's still his own mind making that dream. Sure. Yeah. But um, so as an artist, that's what artists do. They have the vision, and if you can not manipulate your fellow man, but if you can, um, motivate motivate your fellow man, and they believe in your idea then an idea can change the world. And yeah. they have time and time again. You look at Martin Luther King, his ideas put forth the civil rights movement. They put forth such a better tomorrow than when before he was there, before he stood up with those ideas and made other people feel the same way and brought those ideas to the forefront. The world was so much different. And as, as has been with every great man or woman who has had these ideas, bring them to the forefront. So if, as a listener, if you guys, if you have ideas that you're extremely passionate about, even if you're wrong, which you very well might be because there's 8 billion people in the world. Mm-hmm. If you have an idea, go for it passionately. Maybe you should discuss it with somebody first. That might be better. Run it off a soundboard. <laughs> you, you should know run I mean? it with someone first. Somebody close you to you. Just like, it. is this a good idea? And they're like, no, that's a bologna you sandwich. That, is, that idea yeah. exists. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, ah, oh, I thought I invented bologna. You didn't. It's been around. I thought I invented the indoor watering hole once. I don't know if you remember that when we were like 15. I was like, what if there's this great place inside, like a lake, but where everybody can go and swim and hang out? He's like, do you mean like a fucking public pool? (laughs) Yeah, that's what I'd call it. And he's like, no, those fucking exist, you piece of shit. They're indoor public pools. Fuck. I thought I invented that. You didn't. We have. We were there yesterday, you piece of shit. So that's funny. Yeah. Hey, at least you're having ideas. Hey, so you yeah. brought up Martin Luther King. Um, a lot of people don't. Did I? I think a really interesting thing that got <laughs> voted, um, that got voted this year was um, the Mississippi flag used to have the Confederacy flag on it, and they yeah. voted to change it. Oh, they did. Now it is um, s- like 15 stars to represent something very important. One gold star at the top to represent the indigenous natives, um, and in the very center. Center. It's a white magnolia flower. so they. But have, why was um, it so important to, like, I'm one of those people, like, I still like the Confederate flag. I won't sport it. Do you it. like racism? No, no, no. Do you like the fact I that. I like history. Do you like the fact that you can um, grow up as a black man in Mississippi from the 1950s and be 
prejudiced against. Why do you have to be a cunt and make me sound like such I'm a piece of shit? It. What I'm, I'm saying, saying is it. erasing, tearing down statues, erasing flags over the world. Tearing down statues that were in that were built during the civil rights movement to put black people back into their place to let them know the people that from the South put them there. It's not always... It, I'm talking about maybe not in the West, but there are specific connotations that the Confederate flag has to the South. Okay, tearing down statues of Ulysses S. Grant, tearing down statues of Abraham Lincoln, people who made strides in civil rights, people who made strides in black equality, freeing slaves, just because those were built in a certain time does not... And, and even Christopher Columbus. I know Christopher Columbus was a piece of shit for a lot of things he did. Tearing down his statues... If you want to tear down his statue, then also look at the free world you live in. Look at the world you have live you in. Ever, it, ha, it, have you ever heard of um, Stone Mountain? No. Stone Mountain is a Mount Rushmore size sculpture in Georgia that is of Confederate generals. And were they important to the period and the to the time and the area that they're located? When they were built? <clears throat> no. They were built many years after. These... A lot of statues in the South were built during the civil rights movement. Let me ask you Could this. Could you imagine as a black man or a black family or a black child, you're growing up in an area that is segregated, an area that people make violence on you, that call you names, and then you are a little child in the 60s, and you see a statue get built of a war leader for the civil rights or for the um, civil war. This is going to sound fucked up, but I sure. want you to know that it comes from a place of kindness and understanding. If we stop building statues or stop talking about terrible people, people start repeating those same mistakes. If we start, if we stop teaching about the Holocaust, which they've done in a lot of fucking areas in this country, there's Holocaust deniers who are like, that shit never happened. If we stop teaching about all the fucked up ways mankind has treated each other, we lose that humanity where we go, how could anybody have ever fucking done that? You know what I mean? How could anybody have ever owned a slave? How could anybody have ever done that? We lose that. So if you erase it completely from history, I honestly think in the best places in this country right now, what they need is a giant monument of Hitler with a list of all of his victims underneath it so that you can see this guy did so much but he took so much from the world. People need to remember these terrible tyrants the same way they need to remember the heroes. Because if you don't remember the villains in the story, you remember how bad they fucking were. You can say, yeah, America won every war, but who was the villain? Oh, we don't know. America didn't win. But you know what I mean? Like, a, whatever the fucking your superhero is. Like, you can say Superman's the best. Why is he the best? Well, because he's just a good guy. Why? He stopped Lex Luthor. He stopped this person. Me, you have to remember back, the evils that were stopped. Let me get back to my point. How do you feel about the Confederacy flag that used to be a flag for Mississippi being changed to a white magnolia? I don't care about the fucking flag. That's what I'm asking. What I care about is that I feel what they're doing with all of this is no, no, no. erasing I'm asking about that specific thing. Oh, that incident. specific thing? Do I don't fucking right. care. I don't live in Minnesota. I've never fucking given a shit about that. Mississippi. I don't, I've never lived in any of those places. I don't care. It's not my problem. But if that community feels like it means something to their history and to their town, I don't think other people need to get involved. Then what you're talking about, s southern towns that are taking away their statues of leaders from the Civil War from the South, you have an opinion on how they feel their statues should be. In their community. Yeah. 
because it's not it's not necessarily their community who's deciding to take this down it's people all over the country who are like we should get rid of all of these statues yeah, that's very true I so mean, I, mean, I mean is it if that person question what the yeah, community there thinks? correct because if that, it, you know if that person Good helped point. found that community if those were like a founding family yes they might have been a racist piece of shit family who owned slaves but that community in the cannery or whatever mm-hmm. their their uh, 